We're continuing our, our series called Quarantined. And uh, this series is, we're looking at different men and women in the Bible who were either self-quarantined or quarantined against their will. In fact, the, the person we're going to look at today is, is quarantined against their, their will. And when you think of the word quarantine, this is, you know, we've all been in self-isolation and, and quarantine, and we're getting ready to come out of that. But what I want you to think about when it comes to quarantine is think of it like a metaphor for a crisis or struggle or some adversity that you would face in your life. And that's what this series is about. And I believe what God is wanting us to do is intentionally slow down. This We've called this the year of rest at Core Church. And I, I believe that God is wanting to work in the midst of all of this. So today... We're here in front of the Broken Arrow grain elevators for a reason, because the uh, person in scripture we're going to look at, his name is Joseph. You find his story today that we're going to talk about in Genesis chapter 39. So if you don't know the story of Joseph, let me just give you kind of the, the overview of his story. So he was, a, he was a teenager and he has this dream. And in the dream, he's this bushel of wheat and his brothers are also bushels of wheat, but they bow down to him. And when they bow down to him, he then thinks this is amazing. And he goes and he tells his brothers about the dream. Anybody who has older brothers knows that's a really bad idea. His brothers didn't like it. They got ticked off. They decided, you know what, we're going to kill him. But then one of the brothers stepped in and said, maybe we shouldn't kill him. And so they're like, let's throw him in this pit. So he ends up in this pit. And then there was these slave traders that come by. And they're like, you know what, let's just get rid of him. So they sell him off into slavery into Egypt. So he ends up in Egypt. He's a slave. He's working for this guy named Potiphar. And then Potiphar's wife, she makes a move on Joseph because scripture tells us like he's this handsome, like ripped young man, a, you know, a lot like me. And that she can't keep her hands off of Joseph, a lot like Laura. I totally get Joseph's plight here. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But Joseph, he was a good looking guy. But Joseph said no. No, no, I can't do this to my boss. I can't do this to your husband. And I will not do this to my, to my God. And, it, and so his wife turns on Joseph, falsely accuses him of rape. He ends up in prison. So he goes to prison. And then in prison through just some, he just basically caught a break in prison after 10 years. After 10 years, he was elevated to second in command of all of Egypt. In fact, he saved Egypt from a famine. He saved them from a, a famine. There was this famine in the land and he stored up all the grain in Egypt. There was so much grain that they, they filled all the grain elevators and there was more that, could, that they could ever do with. And so today, what I want to talk about is that there is a purpose in the prison. There's a purpose in the prison. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this moment that we have, and we just pray that you will help us to hear your voice. God, that you'd speak to us in just the few minutes that we have together. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the middle of this uh, pandemic, it was we've been on lockdown. Some of you have been so crazy busy, you haven't had time to even breathe. But then there's another group that, of you that probably you've had so much time on your hand, you've watched everything you could possibly watch. And so I just want to give you some movie ideas. That's because that's the kind of guy I am, especially to the men. I can't give any lady movie ideas. You'd have to turn to Laura for that one. But I, I, what I've been looking for is the, the classics. You know, the ones that the guy movies, like the ones that are in the vault, the ones that are, that are old school, that deserve to be in there. Movies like Die Hard, like 
like Braveheart that are in the vault. Um, you, uh, uh, Gladiator, you got Dumb and Dumber. I mean, the classics that deserve to be in the guy vault. And there's one that I have not gotten to during this pandemic and I gotta get to before we get to phase three. And I think it's the greatest guy movie of all time. It was, it was made even before I was born. It's called The Great Escape. This movie is the movie, the guy movie to end all guy movies. I think this movie is the rite of passage for every young man. Like dads, you need to sit down with your son, gather him around and introduce him to the original tough guy, Steve McQueen. I remember being seven years old and watching that movie and seeing him on that Triumph motorcycle and thinking, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. In fact, it's my favorite movie scene of all time. Like, watch this. That, I think, is my all-time favorite scene from any guy movie. And guys, if you're like me, you're like, can I just skip the rest of this message and we can maybe watch the movie? I get it. I just tell you after the service, say, honey, I'm sorry. I, I, I got to give the next five hours and devote it to this. Guys, you're welcome. You know, I, I think this is how we all are feeling right now as we launch into phase three. feels like it's a prison break, doesn't it? Like, it's just... It's just, we're all, I'm getting, get me out of here. I'm ripping off the mask. I'm not wearing it anymore. I, I'm not a hugger, but I just, right now, I just want to go up and hug random strangers because I'm just so done with this. I think that's exactly how we feel in any crisis, in any struggle, in any setback is, man, just get me out of here. And we can't even imagine that somehow, someway, God might be working in the middle of these circumstances. But I'd like for you to write this down, because this is what I want to talk about for the next few minutes. There's a purpose in the prison. There's a purpose in the prison. Joseph, he found himself wrongly accused of rape. He did not do it. He found himself in prison, but God was at work. Look at verse 20. So Potiphar took Joseph, threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and say this with me, there he remained. This was not part of Joseph's five-year plan. This was not the dream that he had. This, this is the last place he wanted to be. And, and here's the thing, God could have prevented it. God could have ended it. God could have exposed the lie of Potiphar's wife, but instead, there he remained. Like when we experience a hardship, the last thing we want to do is remain. Like right now, 
no one is saying, hey, you know what? I'm good with the lockdown. Man, if I can just keep working from home and man, my kids, I, I hope they don't go back to school in the fall. This is great. I'm juggling them. Zoom, man, we're on Zoom. Zoom, 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 Zoom. I mean, Zoom. We, I, I can't get enough of Zoom and all oh, this mask. I, it's like Halloween. I love Halloween and I get to wear a mask every day. No one, none of us are saying that. Like we all want out of hardship and pain. And here, here's the thing. God will deliver you. God will bring us out of the hardship and pain and struggles of our life. But, but there's also a work that God wants to do in the middle of hardship and pain. And, and if we rush through it, we're going to miss the work that God wants to do in our lives. If you're in, a, in an abusive situation, if you right now are being taken advantage of, you got to get out. Don't remain in that. But if you're not in a situation like that, I want to encourage you to, to think that maybe God wants me to remain and not rush through this. Maybe God is at work. You've been hearing me say for weeks that I believe God is calling us as a church to slow down. Like we are deliberately not coming back to our, our in-person gatherings right away because I believe that God is saying, slow down. I want to speak to you. There's, there's dreams I want to birth in you and I can't speak to you if you don't slow down. God is calling us to remain. Write this down. The prison is the birthplace of purpose. The prison is the birthplace of purpose. You know, birthing is painful. Uh, I mean, not that I know, I, I do, I, but I've heard about it. I have been there and experienced it. I'm just like, I remember one time, Laura, just she grabbed me by the shirt and she said, you're never doing this to me again. Actual comments from, from Laura. And I, was, I actually started crying in, in the labor and delivery room. It, so birthing is painful. And we just want out. For Joseph, we have to know that the prison was painful for him. But Joseph didn't know that the prison was the birthplace of purpose for him. He did not realize that there was a relationship. He was going to meet a gentleman there in that prison. It was the cupbearer to the king. See, he was where? He was in the prison with the king's prisoners. And there was the cupbearer. And so he has this conversation. He gets to know the cupbearer and he interprets the cupbearer's dream. And then, then eventually some time goes by and the cupbearer gets called back up to Pharaoh and, and Joseph says, hey, don't forget about me. Does the cupbearer remember him? No. Forgets all about him until Pharaoh has a dream that he can't interpret. And Joseph knows how to interpret dreams. And the cupbearer says, oh yeah, there's this guy in prison. His, his name is Joseph. He, he can help. And next thing you know, Joseph is elevated to the palace where he becomes second in command working with Pharaoh. The, the pain that you're experiencing, the pain that you don't understand, the thing that you think that there is no purpose in, what I want you to know is that God can always turn it for good. In fact, Joseph, when he was in, in the palace and and, and he was uh, working and being second in command, he predicted that there was a famine that was coming. He said, Joseph, he said uh, to the Pharaoh, we gotta, we gotta start gathering all the grain. So for seven years, they gathered grain. They gathered so much grain, they couldn't even keep it in the silos. It was just everywhere. And then the famine hit. And when the famine hit, Egypt was okay, but the rest of the world was not. 
And a few years went by, and suddenly somebody showed up from his past. It was his brothers. They showed up in Egypt looking for grain because they were starving to death. And suddenly they discovered it was Joseph, and they thought, that's it. We're dead now. But listen to what Joseph said to them in Genesis 50, 20. He said, you intended it to harm me, but say this with me, God intended it all for good. God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Joseph had no idea that God was at work in the prison. He had no idea that this was the birthing of his purpose. That it was, it was in that prison that Joseph was working and he was growing and he was, he was, he was learning and, and he had no idea that 20 years later, God would use it to save his family. October 19th, 1987 is known as Black Monday. You might have gone through that crisis. It was a financial crisis when the stock market crashed and the economy went into a recession. And I remember it well because I was working at a radio station at the time. I was doing a morning show and uh, our, the company I was working for, it hit them hard financially. They were struggling just to pay the employees during that time. And I remember one day the sheriff's department showed up and I didn't know who was getting arrested, hoping it wasn't me. They weren't there to arrest anybody. They actually were there to lock the doors and kick us out because the company had not paid their lease. And so we had to shut the radio station down and they locked the doors. And I remember going over to my boss's house and sitting in his living room and him just saying, well, I, I guess it's, guess that's it. Guess it's over. I was 21 years old at the time. Laura and I were newly married, had a, had a baby. And I remember looking at him and saying, what do you, what do you mean it's over? Like, what do you mean it's over? Like, we, we've got to find a way. We've got to find a way to get this radio station back on the air. And he's like, well, there's no way we can do this. And I said, so well, I, we've got to figure out a way. And, and so I did. I thought through, I was like, wait, we have remote broadcasting equipment. Wait, we have dance equipment where we go out and we do dances for, for events and things. We can get that out of the radio station. And so called the sheriff's department. They let us back into the radio station. I walked over to the control board. I turned up on the, on the control board the, the level for the remote broadcasting equipment. We got all the remote broadcasting equipment, all the dance equipment. We went back to my boss's house. We set up in his bedroom, took the antenna, pointed it back at the radio station. We were back on the air in about three hours. Sheriff's department freaking out, the bank freaking out, wondering how we're back on the air. They rushed to the radio station. We're not there because we're at my boss's house. Well, somehow they found out we were there and then they shut us down there because they're saying, well, you're trying to operate a business in a residential section. And I'm just condensing this story here just for the sake of time. But then I said, my boss, we sit down in his living room again. And again, he says, well, I guess it's over. I guess, I guess that's it, guys. It's been a good run. And I said, what do you mean? What do you mean it's over? No, we've got to find a way. And, and I remember going downtown and I was, I met with one of our clients that had a t-shirt business. And they were downtown, a lot like downtown Broken Arrow here. And they had the upstairs. And I said, is anybody in the upstairs, anybody using that? And they're like, no, you, could we use that? And they're like, sure. I remember going upstairs and the floor was dusty. I remember the old filing cabinets in the corner. We set up our, our remote broadcasting equipment and our, and our uh, dance equipment and vinyl. Anybody remember vinyl? That's how long ago this was. And this is before cell phones. And so people would drive through downtown 
and they would yell requests up the, to the window just so they could hear their favorite song. I had no idea in the middle of that, I didn't know what God was up to. I was just trying to figure out a way to feed my family. I had no idea that over 30 years later, the doors of the church would be locked, that we wouldn't be allowed into the church to broadcast, to, to, to do our services. We could have just said, well, I guess that's it. No, no, we, we found a way. And what I discovered was all of those things that I learned when I was 21 years old suddenly started coming back to me again. And I realized that that 30 years ago was the birthplace of purpose for me for this moment. God has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for what's happening right now in the prison that you feel that you are in. God is always working for your good. Listen, the enemy wants to crush you in a crisis, but here's the great news about a crushing. It's in the crushing that we get wine. It's the good that God brings out of it. God will bring good. There is a purpose in the prison. But listen, here's the thing. It's not about remaining in your pain. It's about remaining in Christ. Let's listen to the words of Jesus in John 15, 4. He said this, you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. See, everyone is rushing back right now. Everyone wants to get back to, to normal, some sense of normalcy. But I think God is calling us to remain in him. I think God is calling us right now in this time to draw close to him in any crisis, in any hardship, in any struggle. We just want out, but God says, no, I want you to draw close to me. Don't miss this moment. Slow down. Remain in Christ. Let God work out his purpose in the midst of your pain. In verse 21, it says this, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. God is with you in your prison. God is with you in your pain and your tragedy and your setback and your heartbreak and the struggle. God is with you. So the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and he showed him his what? Say this with me, two words, his faithful love, his faithful love. Think about this. God didn't show Joseph a way out. No, God showed Joseph his faithful love. See, when we're, when we're in a struggle, we just want God to show us the way out. God, show me the way out. Like, point me to the exit. Like, when you think about the virus and we're into phase two, God, I, I don't care what you're trying to do right now. I just need to know what is going to be coming. Like, what's, what's going to happen with my job? Are my kids going back to school in the fall? What, what, I was talking to a leader today. What's going to happen with the economy? Is it going to recover? Is, is the virus going to come back? God, would you, would, would you speak to me? And is it not true that right now, have you noticed a shift with every news organization? They've gone from kind of reporting the news to predicting the news. You caught this? I think that's what they're, they're all trying to predict what's going to happen. It's like Anderson Cooper has somehow become a palm reader. He's got like little tea leaves out on the news counter. He's throwing out some chicken bones. You know, here's what's going to happen. They don't know. We don't know. God knows. Our eyes are on the future when our eyes should be on the Father. Oh, come on, somebody. That is good preaching right there. Come on, turn to somebody wherever you are and say, he is preaching now. 
Come on. Our eyes are on the future when our eyes should be on the Father. Like we want God to reveal the future. God says, no, I want to reveal to you my faithfulness. The greatest thing that can come out of this pandemic is that you know Christ and that you know him intimately. It says that the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. It was in the prison that Joseph discovered God's faithful love. This is what God wants to do. God wants to reveal himself. He, he wants us to know him. He wants to reveal his faithfulness. He wants to reveal his forgiveness. He wants to reveal mercy. He wants to reveal grace. He wants to reveal to you how kind he is. He wants to reveal how much he loves you. It was in that prison that Joseph discovered the heart of God. It's all about knowing the heart of God. And in that prison, he found a greater purpose than he could have ever imagined for his life. Right now, I'm reading a book that's called Leadership in Turbulent Times, and it's about four U.S. presidents. And in the middle of this book, it talks about the response that people have to a crisis or to a hardship or, or, or a struggle. There's one of three responses. Number one, it crushes them. It crushes them and they never recover. Two, they just want some sense of normalcy. So, so they'll do anything just to feel normal or be normal and they wanna just get, just get me back to normal. And when, they, when the crisis is over, nothing has changed in their life. But there's a third group of people. There's a th third group of people that slow down and they kinda of let the crisis shape them. And, and, they, and they think through it and they come out of it with a greater purpose. I believe in this pandemic, this is exactly what's gonna happen. Some people are being crushed by it and they're, they're just not gonna recover from it. 10 years from now, their, their life is gonna be a wreck and they're gonna point back, it was that moment during that crisis. Some, if not many, just want normal. Just give me back to some sense of normalcy. Just, we're in phase three, no, we're not. We're in like phase five, I'm done, I'm over, just give me normal. And what's gonna happen is the way they went into the pandemic, they're coming out the exact same way. Nothing will change, but there's a third group and I believe this is the group God wants you in, the third group. God wants you to slow down, wants you to process. I want you to draw in to him. You want to you wanna get out, God wants you to draw in. And what he wants to do is bring you out of this with a greater sense of purpose and destiny than you have ever known. Like if the greatest thing we get out of this pandemic is, uh, hey, I wash my hands more. God help us. That's what I learned during the pandemic? I'm gonna wash my hands more? No, as the people of God, we slow down. That's why we as a church are intentionally slowing down because we're gonna let God work. We're going to remain. I wanna challenge you. If you're in the middle of a crisis or a struggle or a heartache or a brokenness and you just want out of it, I wanna challenge you, remain. Let God work in the middle of that process it with him, draw close to him, remain in him. There is a purpose in the prison.